boy is eating. The boy is your name. What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos. Dynamic English's new podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland. And I'm Mariah Waika. Today on the episode, we have a special guest and fellow dynamic teacher with us. Stephanie Pruitt is here to tell us a little bit about herself and also to chat about Chilean and United States customs. Thanks for being with us, Stephanie. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Okay, so just to start off, I just want to, you know, you're new to the show. Our listeners, you know, obviously don't know anything about you. Just tell us a little bit about where you're from, how long you've been in Chile. Okay, I am from North Carolina. So that's always an interesting point at the beginning of any class. So if you're not familiar, it's pretty much halfway between Florida and New York. Yeah, so we have mountains and ocean, just like Chile. Uh, I've been here for about 10 months and I love Santiago. The biggest question, you probably get asked this five times a day, is why Chile? It'd be a combination of the geography because I I love to be outside, I love the mountains, I love the ocean, I love love cold weather, so I always wanted to go to the south. And also, just looking at different countries, this is a very stable country and there is a lot of potential here. Can you talk a little bit about what you did prior to coming to Chile and why, why you ultimately made the choice? to to switch paths and come here and teach? I was working for a while and I went back and got my degree and then I continued working and I found a really awesome home in uh, a Colombian and Mexican restaurant. And I was already at a point where I really wanted to go after this teaching thing. So it was the perfect combination of continuing my education and having this family. And so then I got the TESOL certification and I always wanted to work with adults because there's that want to change, that want to do more never, never ends. And we should never give up on it, I don't think. And every day that I'm, it's not really even teaching sometimes, but every day that I'm with the students, they are so ready to do more and happy that they have these moments to do more and it's worth it. That validates this decision to come and do this, but I also wanted to see more of the world. Of course, I want to go to Asia and soon, but I wanted to come to South America. Yeah. So it just made sense for me to follow the natural path, and that's how it goes. Is there anything when you first arrived that was just very different from what you're used to back in North Carolina? I would say the pace here is something that I've had to get adjusted to and the people not really interacting. Okay, so when you say the people not interacting, do you think that that's a consequence of a big city? Have you had different experiences when you travel to other regions? I think it is a consequence of a big city, but in a way, what I alluded to about the tranquility here is 
this is a more conservative place than the United States. Mm. It's conservative in a different way, but it's not so in your face. Mm. Uh, and that is something that I've really come to appreciate. Mm. So a lot of people will keep their opinions to themselves, and uh, that, that's been different for me. The biggest thing I've seen since I've been here, which has been really amazing, is the value of family. I think in the U.S., it obviously depends on family to family. It depends on what state you're from. But here, you know, Sundays you you spend with your family. You have brunch or lunch or breakfast with your parents. And that's something that's very part of the culture here. And I think that is a custom that I would love to bring back home. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I come from a really tightly knit family in the United States, but I have sort of an adoptive Chilean family here. And if my Chilean mom had her way, we would eat three meals together a day <laughs> and tea in the evening. So that's been that's been new for me, for sure. I also have what I consider a benefit at this point of having a bit of an adoptive family as well. I live in an apartment, it's like a one bedroom apartment that is an addition to a house. So there is space between us, but I've definitely, I had Christmas with them. I spent the new year with them. We go on like little day trips together and whatnot, but there's definitely a a degree of separation and privacy that I, I know is a privilege in many ways in many cultures, but is also a little bit weird in the way of I feel like sometimes I seem a bit odd for being comfortable being alone. Oh, yeah. So I I feel like I kind of get the best of both worlds, and I wouldn't change that. Right. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Talk a little bit about Christmas. You said that you, you shared Christmas with this adoptive family. How was it different from your experience of that holiday in the United States? Was it different or was it exactly the same? Ah, man, it was awesome. (laughs) Okay, I had to take a big sigh because I know it will vary family to family, but at least in my family in North Carolina, Christmas is heavily steeped in religion, and I'm not religious in that way at this point. It was also summer here, so that was totally different, and it felt like, at least in this situation, again, because the media was not constantly in my face I felt like it was more focused on just having a good relaxed time and sharing food together and there yes there were a few gifts but that was pretty much it it was just hanging out right (laughs) shifting away from that how about some customs of daily life that you've noticed that may be different here that you might want to take back with you someday for example I love stopping and having tea That's not something I ever did in the U.S. And I love that a tea and a coffee break is accepted and normal here. Is there anything that you can think of along those lines? I would say a lot of this has to do with the nature of dynamic because we have classes spread across the city. This is something that I love. It is a really great way to get familiar with the city, but it also allows for time to go here and there or experience new small things. While your day might be extended much longer than you might like at times, it also allows a bit of freedom and you're forced to just chill out. And so I really would like to bring that back. For sure. I think 
when I'm in the U.S., I eat dinner maybe at 6 p.m., 7 p.m., and I eat a big dinner. Like it's, you know, a big protein, a starch, a vegetable. I think here the tradition of an once, just, you know, toast, avocado, a coffee. That's a tradition I've never <laughs> taken part of here, and I don't, I don't think I'd bring back because I would be starving. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like your your eating schedule and style has adapted since you came here? Do you eat big lunches now? No. <laughs> uh, so I could eat all day. This is true. I have a pretty high metabolism. For instance, I had a huge casuela last night at 9 p.m., 8.30. But at 10.30, I'm ready to eat again. But when you were eating in the U.S., were you eating big meals, like a... a traditional dinner not like a snack i don't say i eat a big meal at night yeah this is what happens (laughs) if i eat a big meal at lunch then it's nap time after that so it's not a good idea (laughs) my chilean mom always gets furious at me because she's like mariah you can't just eat a sandwich you're going to starve how will you have energy to take on the day i'm like because i have eaten a sandwich for lunch my entire life (laughs) and I'm still here Mm -hmm. (laughs) surviving so I completely agree if I ate a big lunch I like could not go teach a class and I'd be like falling asleep it's it would be way too much food that's why I eat at dinner because it's like winding down yeah exactly is there something that you miss about your life in North Carolina Um, whether that's a daily tradition or a general tradition or holiday. I miss having in-depth conversations in English sometimes, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I miss a hug. (laughs) But Yeah, yeah, that's totally fair. What are your thoughts on the greetings here? Because they're obviously (laughs) different from the U.S. where when you first meet someone, it depends who you're meeting. You know, it's a handshake, maybe it's a hug if it's social. Here, it's always a kiss on the cheek. So do you prefer the side cheek kiss, the hug, or the handshake? Uh, okay. I... Hmm. I prefer the not necessarily touching faces side kiss with a handshake. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Just for your everyday, yeah. but maybe not a... I'm, I'm good with the, the side kiss. Yeah. I think the hug is good for close friends or family. Yeah. Paige? Yeah. I don't love the side kiss, mostly because as much as a hug is intimate, I think it's less intimate than a kiss on the cheek. It depends on the person you're getting it from. Sometimes it's a a full kiss, which is a little (laughs) off-putting. Sometimes sometimes it's like an awkward, like... A full kiss on the cheek, to be clear. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, on the cheek. Sometimes it's like an awkward where you're like close to the cheek and you're not and then like you go in for the hug but it's like not a hug. So I haven't quite comfortable in either. What about you, Mariah? Oh, I love the cheek kiss more than I could possibly explain. I think it's fantastic. I love the uniformity of it. Like when I greet somebody, I know that's what's going to happen. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's, there's no doubt, you know? and. Yeah, there are some times where it's like, ugh, I, I, you know, I've had experiences where, you know, somebody kind of just plants a kiss on your cheek, and you're like, ah, oh, you didn't have to, that was a little weird. But I think that in general, 
it's kind of a caring and affectionate thing that especially feels good with good friends and with people that I care about. I think it's a nice way of greeting each other. And I think about those times when you're in the United States and you're at the grocery store and you see an acquaintance from high school (laughs) and there's this moment of, do I hug you? Uh, Do I touch your hand? Do I just stand here and wave? Like, what do I, what do I do with my body? (laughs) Where, where is the side kiss when you need it? You know? And so so I think that what I love about it is it's just the answer. It's, it's just the uniform answer. So I appreciate that. Are you going to bring it home with you? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could I don't think that's how cultural traditions and customs work right you Mm. can there's some things you can bring home and some things where can you imagine if I (laughs) a side kiss in Blaine Minnesota just I would be famous for all the wrong reasons (laughs) do you hear Mariah's going around kissing everyone (laughs) it definitely removes the social awkwardness of deciding because it's uniform Right. So uh, that does make sense because you're always kind of like, do I hug? Do I handshake? Do I wave? That is, it does remove that anxiety a little. But yeah, I guess I'm I need to embrace it more so I'm less awkward. If you see me do a side kiss, you're like, she is a gringo. This is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> the the other custom that I like and I'm not used to in the U.S. is the elevator. In the elevator, everyone here always says like "Hola," like "Cómo estás," like "Chao," like everyone. There's you greet everyone. In the U.S., it is like quiet. Like no one speaks in the elevator. If you leave on your floor, not a sound is made. So I've noticed like here, without fail, every elevator I go in, there's a there's a have... greeting. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like it? Do you think yeah. that's something you might bring home? Yeah. I like greeting people in the elevators in any country I'm in, frankly, but maybe that's just who I am. Minnesota, maybe. Like, if I'm in... If I'm in, <laughs> in Boston, it's I, quiet. I like it, too. Yeah. Because I'm always just like, let's just say, what up, you know? So... Let's just acknowledge we're both in this tiny space together. There's also that fine line, because uh, once I complimented this lady's purse, these are the things that, where there's that slight difference. I complimented her purse in the elevator, and she's like, huh? What? It's like, you can say hello, that those things are fine. But if you get personal, like, ah, nice watch. Or like, it's like, what are you going to take my watch? (laughs) Things like this. I'm like, okay, I get it. All right. All right. Yeah. True. True. Some limits. And of course, this podcast is for language learners, right? And we've all had the experience of being language learners here in Chile. So can you tell us a little bit about your experience learning Spanish? Yeah. I already had experience with Spanish from the U.S., but... It was limited to a degree uh, based on like my profession or being many years in the past. It's been a little awkward in the beginning because of the Chilean accent is so like fluid and kind of muffled in a degree sometimes that I felt like I needed to repeat myself a lot even though I knew I was speaking clearly the words. But over time, I would say the constant lesson here for me is always to just relax and go with the flow and just listen and I would I would say that's the best thing to do in class as well and and just be open to try and say what you want to say and the people are there to help you and then that's when you can really connect and learn the words that you need to learn awesome yeah I mean I think that that's that's fantastic advice for our listeners too right 
staying open, giving it a shot, remembering you're not alone. People will help you through the process. No, I think that's the the hardest step is to just be vulnerable because everyone's afraid, especially when you're an adult learning is you don't want to not be able to speak. It's something you learn as a child, so it's tough when you can't say what you want to say. But like you said, great advice, just kind of try. Relax and and go for it. (laughs) Hey, Stephanie, thanks so much for being with us today and for sharing your story. We really appreciate it. It's been great to have you. No problem. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening. Thank you.